Well, let's, um, by the way, driving, coming through here, the, all the construction going on, are they, I mean, I hope the planners are, <laughs> are really planning, because I see all these wonderful things, the overpasses, but it's still going to funnel in to the other side. Are they, are they working on the, the ridge cut, too, and all of that on up through there? Because it's just going to funnel in there. But anyhow, hopefully it'll, it'll be better. Now, I went all out, and I brought visual aids. <laughs> so... Now, but yeah, now y'all may or may not be able to see. And there are a lot of people here this morning, by the way. For and um, but I'm gonna hold it up and and uh, Nancy, tell me, get somebody on the internet to say whether they can see it and read it or not. Okay. Just. So somebody on the internet, tell me if you can read this at all. Can they see it? Does it say? Do they say? We'll to give it a shot. Now. Because if it if it can't, I can move on. I assure you. <laughs> well, I've been talking about Jeremiah, I mean uh, Zechariah, and uh, so I'm going to launch out from there a little bit and uh, go into some other things. But in Zechariah, there's several references to the Lord of Hosts and um, the Angel of the Lord. Huh? They can see it. Okay, good. So. Um, that being said, we want to talk a little bit about that. And the word host in the Bible, mostly in the Old Testament, a little bit in the New Testament, but it has to do in various settings with even the children of Israel, armies, um, numbering of the tribes of Israel, and so forth. But pertaining to the host of heaven, uh, it's a little bit different situation. And um, in Deuteronomy 4.19, we won't look there, but it talks about that uh, God warns about worshiping the host of heaven instead of him. Now, a lot of, uh, um, this is by no means exhaustive, but um, these are the uh, Strong's numbers of the words for Lord and God, big G and little g. Elohim is the one that is used, I guess, the most. And, and when it has the big G, it's the God. But there are other gods, all created by the God. They are creation. They are not and they're spiritual, as, as uh, Kim's talking about in Ephesians 2 today. It's talking about the prince of the power of the air being, air being a spirit. And they, are, they do exist above us. And Mark's been teaching a lot about that on Wednesday nights. Um, and Yahweh, we're familiar with, the term for God, Adonai, Lord. Now, the, uh, well, I may have had it turned wrong. The phrase, um, uh, Lord God always consists of of um, Adonai and um, three hundred six nine and Yahweh, Lord God. Those two always appear together. Then the New Testament, um, Theos refer, referring to God, and Kurios referring to Lord. So, 
Lord God, God, Lord God, Lord God. Over and over and over and over, of course. But all of these are referenced, are referring to the God, the Elohim, who is the God of hosts. Now, so, so the scripture does, in many, many, many cases, give us the hierarchy that God has created. Does God need any of these other beings? Does He need us? He doesn't need us. He wants us. And He wants the others that He has created. He is God, Yahweh. He's three in one. He's the Lord of hosts in Zechariah and other places. And there are then below that those that He has created called sons of God. In Genesis 6-2, we know how they cohabitated with uh, uh, human women. And in Job 1-6, when the sons of God came before God and wanted to test Job. And then uh, they are referred to as the host or council. And uh, then below those are the angels. Now who's a little lower than the angels? By the way, I like to participate, so don't worry about it. If you, if you hear something and it's wrong or something, raise your hand, except for Jack. But raise your hand. And, <laughs> but anyhow, who's a little lower than the angels? We are. We're in the list. But, but the day is coming when those who are faithful will graduate up that, up that scale. But anyhow. So, in, uh, and I may go through a few of these verses kind of quickly, but then I'll settle on something. So if you can flip to them, fine. Isaiah 45.12 says, I, have, I, God, have made the earth and created man upon it. Am I in there too close? Have created man upon it. Um, I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens and all their host have I commanded. God is in command. Jeremiah 33, 22, As the host of heaven cannot be numbered, there's a lot of them, cannot be numbered, neither the sand of the sea measured Anybody ever tried to count the grains of sand? So will I multiply the seed of David, my servant, and the Levites that minister unto me. So here you see an application or a reference from God to the hosts of heaven and on down, and and including the hosts or the angels, on down to us. Now, Acts 7.42, then God turned and gave them up to worship. He's talking about Israel. To worship the host of heaven. He allowed them, because of their rebellion and so forth, to just go ahead and worship the host of heaven. Those beings, those little s sons of God, who are interactive spiritually in our lives today. 
and are the, in my opinion, the source and reason for the chaos that we have because of man's uh, interaction with them in the past and, and currently. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven as it is written in the book of the prophets, Zechariah and so forth. O you house of Israel, have you offered to me the slain beasts and sacrifices in the space of 40 years in the wilderness? So that's Israel, of course. Psalms 97, 9. For thou, Lord, Jehovah, art high above all the earth. Thou art exalted far above gods. Now they are powerful little beings, so to speak, and can obviously create lots of problems and, and chaos in our world. But this says God is high far above them. And as I said in Job 1.6, the sons of God came before him uh, with Satan at their head to test Job. Psalms 86.8. Might want to try to flip there. Psalms 86.8. Among the gods, there is none like to thee, O Lord, O Jehovah. Neither are there any works like unto thy works. They can't do what he can do. 86.9. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. Zechariah chapter 8 says, amongst other things, that there will come a day when people from Egypt and all around there will come and a group of ten will come and find a Jew in Israel and tug on their garment and say, can we worship your God? That day is coming. That day is coming. And I know some Jews who probably wish it was now, but it's coming. And in Psalms 86, 8, 9, uh, 8, 9, 8, uh, 86, 9 says, All nations will come and worship Him. Psalms 82, 1. This is a, has become, for some of us, a very famous passage. Psalms 82, 1. A Psalm of Asaph. Big E, Big G, Big E Elohim, God, stands in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the little G's, gods. Now he, he stands, this stands in that congregation, vast number, and he, and he says in verse, six, uh, uh, in verse 6 of Psalm 82, I have said you are gods, little G, and all of you are children of the Most High. Now, in that chapter, God um, comes down on the part of that group really hard. And He says, you, I put you in charge of my other creation, the ones a little lower than the angels, and you have abused them. You have misjudged. You have treated them terribly. So guess what? You're going to die like a man. And God can do that. These are spiritual beings. He said, you're going to die like men do because of how you have rebelled and, dis and disobeyed me. That's the group over which Satan is, is the chief. Now, Jesus quoted this in John 10, 34. John 10, 34. 
Jesus and, and these are the Pharisees were come, had come to him. They sought to stone him at that point in time. And uh, Jesus, uh, in their questioning, they said, uh, Jesus answered, says, Is it not written in your law? He's referring to Psalms 82. He says, I said, you are God's. Theos. He said, don't you remember? It's in your book. That you are, you are God's. In, in verse 35, John 10, he says, If he called them gods, those in that host, that council, unto whom the word of God came, who's the word of God? Now, by the way, I didn't start, I should have told you, I have two titles today. And I'm going to attempt this. One of them is, Who is Jesus? You say, Oh, no, he can't do that in 30 minutes. No, you can't. But yes, you can. Because the Bible is infinite and it is also finite. You can pick one verse. You can pick one word. And somehow, the way God has constructed His book to us, you can, you can gain everything that there is to gain at the, in, on this side of, of heaven from it. So Jesus answered them in John 10. He says, Is it not written that you are God's? And He says, if he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. Now the other title this morning, if I get there, is the main thing. So we're going to say, who, who is Jesus? And what is the main thing? Now this is something uh, I'll tell you in a minute. John 10.36 there says, Say of him whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said, I am the Son of God. Why are you, why are you Pharisees worked up about this? Your, your book is full of me from Genesis 1.1. Why are you marveling that I say, I am the Son of the God? So our first title is, Who is Jesus? Luke one thirty two. Speaking to Mary, he shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Luke one thirty-five. And the angel, the messenger, angel's primary function is to carry the message of God. So Luke one thirty-five. the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon me, uh, upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of the God. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten, Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have age lasting life. Now, only begotten, we've heard that all our lives. Monogenes in the Greek. Mono meaning one. Genes being kind. He's one of a kind. Because, now listen, in Hebrews eleven seventeen says, by faith Abraham, when he was tried, 
offered up Isaac. And he that received the promise offered up his only begotten son. Was Isaac's, Abraham, Abraham's only son. Was he? No. No. This is one example. He was not Isaac, uh, Abraham's only son. Who was Abraham's other most famous son or very famous son? Ishmael. So Isaac had two sons. But it never refers to Ishmael as monogenes. Isaac was one of a kind, unique. Jesus is unique. God made himself into his son. Now, uh, I do want you to look at John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Famous chapter. Who is Jesus? Well, he's uh, above the host. He's one of the three in one. And in John chapter 14, I have to take my glasses off because I can read better without them than with them. It says, Let, Jesus says, these are Jesus' words about himself. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Remember the word believe. But in my Father's house are many mansions. If we're not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, now who's he speaking to? We know he's speaking to those that believe in him. But he said, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also. And whether I go, you know, and the way you know. Now good old Thomas, he says, Lord, we don't, we don't know where you're going. So if we don't know way, where you're going, how can we know the way to get there? Jesus said, I am. What did, what did uh, God tell Moses to tell Pharaoh when he asked him who's speaking? I am. Just tell him, just tell Pharaoh, I am. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Nobody. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I wrote my other verse down, but I wanted to look at uh, Hebrews. Mm, I forgot. But it's the, the scripture where he describes him, or Jesus is described as the mediator between us and God. That's what God made himself into man to do for us. And then when he left, he is the mediator. The only one. There are no others. No one, no man, no created being can, can perform that function for us. The mediator. No priest, no so-called priest. No... Um, other levels of prophets that people have come up with. No one, he says, I am the way. I am the mediator between God and man. So who is Jesus? He's the one that's been there 
from the beginning. He is God. You know, I think I heard, well, I heard Alan say he is 100% God and 100% man. We can't, we can't grasp that. I can't, but he is. Now, I want to switch for a little bit here, and you'll think, now, how is that going to segue to, <laughs> how is that going to work? I want to talk about the main thing. And if I ask you, what is the main thing in life, the most important thing in life, what would you say? You can say it. I don't, it, you won't be wrong. What's the most important thing? Jesus. Jesus. Now, and what is he the epitome, the propitiation of? And most people, when you ask them that question, they say love. Well, it is. But what is the highest, in my way of looking at things, what is the highest manifestation of love? It is, in my, my word, my, my theology, trust. Because you could love somebody to death, but what if you can't trust them? What do you have? Remember Mark's song, Faithfulness, Trustworthy. Uh, you can love your children to pieces, but if down in your heart and your mind you think, Can I, do I, if you can't trust them, what do you got? What does God have if He can't trust us? What do we have if we don't trust Him? Look at 1 Corinthians 16, 7. 1 Corinthians 16, 7. Says, now, the word trust has been translated several different ways. And it's been translated hope a lot. And I'm going to show you a little bit of that. Uh, and they're not the same thing. You know, you can hope for a big tax return, you know, but reality may not be what you were hoping for. And in 1 Corinthians 16, 7, it says, now this is Paul to the Corinthians, I will not see you now, by the way, but I trust, the word is hope, <clears throat> I hope to tarry with you a while. So Paul didn't know. He hoped he would be able to stay with them a while. But he didn't know for sure. So that's not the same thing as trust or belief or confidence. Because the word that we see trust many times is, uh, has also been tra translated confidence or belief. But Paul says, and, he, and then on his, way to, through, uh, uh, on his way to Spain, he told the Romans, I hope to stay with you a while on my way to Spain. Well, guess what? He ended up staying at Rome a long time. So his hope came to fruition there. And we don't know for sure they'd ever got Spain. Some, there's some evidence here again in other writings and so forth uh, that he may have. But he told the Romans, I hope to stop by Mark 10, 24. And uh, in Mark 10, 24, Jesus well, the disciples were astonished at his words all the time, <laughs> every time. But Jesus answered again, said to them, 
Children, how hard is it for them that trust? Now here again, this is rely on or believe, not hope. It could be considered hope, but for them that trust or rely on or believe in riches to enter into the kingdom of God. Riches will not get you in the kingdom. A lot of things will not. There's only one thing that will. But look at Psalms 31, 14. And um, Psalmist says, But I trusted, now this one is hid in, or, or I was confidently in thee, O Lord, Jehovah. I said, Thou art my God, my Elohim. In Proverbs 3, 5, a famous verse that we've heard all lives uh, pretty much, is trust in the Lord, Jehovah, with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. Boy, I'm glad I've always practiced that perfectly, haven't y'all? <laughs> I've never leaned on my own. <laughs> trust in the Lord, lean not into your own understanding. Second Kings 18.5 he, this is Hezekiah, good king Hezekiah. He was a, a, a king that did what was right in the eyes of God. And it says in 2 Kings 18.5, He, Hezekiah, trusted in the Lord God, Jehovah Elohim, the Lord God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. You tell me he was better than King David or... This verse says, there was none like him among the kings of Judah, uh, before or after. Job 13, 15, famous verse. Job, all that he'd been through, ripped apart, torn down, friends telling him what to do. Job 13, 15. Though he slay me, though God slay me, yet will I trust in him. This word trust is, is wait. Job, all he'd been through, he said, I'll just wait on God. I, I, I'm at the end of the rope. I, you know, if he slays me, you know, then I'll go be with him. I don't, but I'll wait. Though he slay me, I'll wait. In him, but I will maintain mine own ways before him. Second Corinthians three four. Second Corinthians three four. I just thought of another verse I didn't put in here. But anyhow, Second Corinthians three four, and such trust have we through Christ to God, toward God. Christ is the mediator. He is the propitiation. He is the avenue. He is God in the flesh. Such trust we have through Christ. Philippians 3, 4. Philippians 3, 4. Though I might also have confidence, trust. I might have confidence in the flesh, Paul says. If any other man think that he, ha he hath whereof he might trust or believe. Now, there's a little bit different form of the word there. First one is uh, have confidence in. The second one is believe. 
in the flesh. I the more. Paul said, I, I could easily trust in the flesh with all of my experiences of life and so forth. But here we go. Hebrews 11.6. You know this one. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith. Now this is the famous, you know, this is the Greek word we're familiar with, but faith or without confidence, without trust. It is impossible to please him. For he that's coming, the one coming to God, these are, are participles, for the one coming to God must believe, must trust that he is. Now, see, that's a simple statement to us. We think, well, yeah, we believe it. But listen, the history of Israel and the words that have come through them to us and this thing of the host and all, they got all confused and worshipped the host and so forth. But the ones coming to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now that word seek is just as we think of, but it also can it means investigate, dig into. Rewarder of them that seek him. You you have to to all of these things that I have said and that we talk about the host and all of that. So what? All of that is is for our admonition it's for growth it's for it's it's helpful but the main thing you can forget you could if you never learn anything about the host of heaven or embrace any of it it don't matter it's great it's helpful it to me it explains a lot of of what god has been up to long before we got here and what he's going to be up to afterwards. But if any of that, if you never get that, the main thing is trust in God. Believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that seek him. They investigate him. One last verse, Nahum 1 7. Nahum 1 7. Remember this, if nothing else. Nahum 1 7. The Lord, the Jehovah, the name of Israel for the God, Elohim. The Lord is good. You know, and, and uh, Jeremiah says, His thoughts toward us are always of peace and never of evil. Have you, can you do that? I can't do that. God's thoughts toward us are always of peace and never of evil. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And He knows, He knows them that are trusting in Him. Amen. He knows us if you're trusting. Trust in God. There's a song, isn't there? Trust in God. <laughs> uh, his eyes on the sparrow. So... You're a little more important than a sparrow. Let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you again for this time and privilege to come together and worship and fellowship in your name. 
Father, we just pray that these words that you have given us as gold tried in the fire will penetrate our hearts and minds to help us to live in a way that pleases you and that we, by which we can be trustworthy as we trust in you. In Christ's name, amen.